have your weekend breakfast with Rifilwe Mbakanyane on 702. Let's walk the talk. Going on 15 minutes past eight, it would not be a Saturday morning if we didn't talk parenting with our human potential and parenting expert, author, speaker, Nikki Bush. And today, Nikki, you're touching on the fact that uh, parents can and must take charge uh, in the age of attention snatches and the importance of helping our children do so as well. Good morning, Nikki. Hi, Nikki. Sorry, had to... um turn on your mic there that usually helps when you're greeting a guest Nikki (laughs) there is so much vying for our attention right and parenting in the age of attention snatches is incredibly difficult but really what we're very very concerned with and very much trying to mitigate is the effects on children but you're saying we can and must do this because we need to help our children take charge of where and how they direct their attention that's right, we feel where in fact we need to really ask ourselves, what will our children's future self thank us for? Mm. And, you know, their prefrontal cortexes are not well enough developed to think about the consequences in the future of them not getting, say, real life experience. And as we said so often on this show, children, especially under the age of 12, are really in a concrete phase of learning where to make sense of the world around them they actually have to do stuff they have to interact with the world and of course there's the potential when they're always on screens that they miss out on these experiences so the question this morning is this is technology your child's friend or foe and it really boils down to one thing is your child able to actually choose where they focus their attention mm. or not. And when children spend more time on screens than they do in real life, and we're not saying no screens today, we are absolutely not saying children can't have screens and do, you know, play games online and um, have cell phones, etc. But you have to think about the balance. What are they not doing when they're on a screen? And what is the quality of their attention like? You see, screens are designed to actually hold their attention. Devices, apps, programs, designed to hold your child's attention for as long as possible. And there's a lot of science behind this. They have lots of scene changes in technicolor with sound, with audio cues and visual cues, and the startle reflex in your child's brain is continually being stimulated. So they live in this world of very high stimulation with lots of constant stream of novelty and so these devices and apps really do grab our children's attention and they don't let go very easily and this is resulting in much shorter attention spans of our children and they're not listening Mm -hmm. so in the real world their attention span is shorter and because their attention span is shorter they battle to read for periods of time and they battle to actually listen when people are talking because they're waiting for the next cue, the next prompt to come through. So there's lots of great stuff out there. There really is. But let's understand how it works.
There's lots of great stuff, Nikki, but there is an insane amount of rubbish, to put it quite bluntly. Um, children spending lots of time online will also experience, very, you know, as you said, that no, things that are high in novelty, high in clickbait to feel, a clickbait feel or appeal rather, you'll see a headline or the video will promise to, you know, uh, one of the popular ones that I've seen recently is uh, try not to laugh. So here you're expecting just a Twitter force of amazing, bizarre, hilarious, you know, videos and fails. And what you pretty much get are just sort of disappointing <laughs> videos <laughs> and scenarios that just don't deliver on the initial promise. So you and you, you sit through it because you've been promised something or you watch. I watch my you know kids sitting through it and anticipating something that never happens. But it, there is that constant way waiting on a prompt, that constant waiting on being entertained and the trickle-down effect, as you say, is that um, uh, the quality of a child's attention can be undermined. How do you discern as a parent or a guardian that actually the quality of of, uh, this child's attention is in fact uh, suffering? You've spoken about their being able to listen. You've spoken about their being able to, you know, just do a thing like sit down and read a book for um, an uninterrupted amount of time. What else can we do to be able to discern um, uh, whether or not Mm -hmm. kids are struggling to direct their own attention? Well, I think the dinner table is a great place to start. Can your child actually sit through a meal and make sensible conversation? And are they able to listen and answer, you know, that serve and return in a conversation? And does your child ever ask questions in the conversation? Or or do they just, you know, answer your questions and carry on? Are they interested in other people? What are their social skills like? And that's why I say the dinner table is a great place to start because that's where we establish conversation skills, that there's a time for listening and there's a time for participating and having your your moment in the sun. And if you think about um, distraction, uh, is your child always hopping from one activity to another within a minute or two, or do they actually stay the course and finish a puzzle or finish... Uh, helping you prepare a meal, or whatever the case may be. Watch them when they're uh, socializing with other children. Do they get involved in a game where there's hide-and-seek and captors, or even you know sitting down and, and, and maybe playing a board game or something like that? Do they have um, the ability to focus their attention on something for a period of time without giving up in the middle mm-hmm. and going and doing something else. I think that's a great barometer. So mm-hmm. this thing of um, attention is very, very important. Remember last week I spoke about the kids in the primary schools where I've been speaking, yes. talking to me about how they like to be online and gaming all the time because it's an escape from reality. Mm-hmm. Now what's behind that is that lack of sense of belonging and togetherness emotionally in the real world, maybe absent parents, maybe lack of presence when you're with your kids, because we're also victims to the distraction of technology. Sure. We could go and check our emails and 20 or 30 minutes later we come back because we went down the rabbit hole of a link Mm. or something that popped up on our screen and the next minute, half an hour has gone. There's also this, um, so there's this, this need to escape from real life which doesn't seem so 
fun. Um, and also there's a connection with attention, where we place our attention. Um, there's effort involved to achieve anything. And effort is something that kids struggle with today, putting effort in, because they've become very used to the effortlessness of being online, where you get the prompts, where you are led through a link to the next thing, where you're told what to do, as opposed to when you open up a real live game, you've got to learn some rules, you've got to tell each other what to do, you've got to take turns, you've got to pay attention, you've got to listen, you know, all those things take effort. And I think that the big danger is that our children are getting used to not having to put in effort to to, uh, get a reward or a return. Mm Sure. Nikki, I think uh, that the, the issue of effort uh, and effortlessness, uh, the effortlessness of being online or scrolling from one thing to the next is something, as you said, we can all relate to, parent or child, adult or child. So you've touched on how we can role model this for our children, as in staying off those devices and, of course, making <laughs> sure that time spent together is meaningful time or quality time. But how do we do that remedial work, Nikki, of going, oops, we've we've blundered, we, um, we've lost the plot a little bit or we've strayed off course and we need to get back, um, mm. get back on the, on the straight and narrow. How do we do that remedial work? And then how do we also teach our children to pay voluntary attention, to not be pulled by the nose by devices mm. and things there on, on them? Well, let's start with some easy things. And the one is if you're at home, and your kids are doing homework or maybe you're in the kitchen and you're cooking, hopefully cooking together because then you're passing on life skills, you might also have the television on in the room that you're in or in the adjoining room. And what we've discovered is that if you have that tech on in the background, it is an attention snatcher. And so turn off the TV if you're not actually actively sitting and watching the TV. The Seattle Children's Research Institute did a study on how many words we speak to our children um, in an hour. And if we're with our children, present with our children, it's around 941 words an hour. Mm -hmm. The minute we have a device on in the background, the radio, the TV, our word count drops to 171 words. So that's is such wonderful proof of how distracting it is when we have something on in the background. Now, another attention snatcher is if we take a phone to the dining room table. Mm. Even if we're not going to answer it, everybody is waiting for the interruption. And so they're not fully paying attention to each other. And children very soon learn, and psychologists say that they hear this often from children in therapy. My parents are hypocrites Mm. because they tell us not to be on our devices, but they always take calls in front of us. They take calls when they're in the car. They're not present. They're not listening to us. So we need to up our listening game too. We need to make sure that when we're with our children that we are emotionally present. Switch off your device if you can. Don't take calls in front of your children if you can. Perhaps you excuse yourself and you leave the room. And then another simple thing that we can do is that there's, there are these things called mirror neurons. And our children um, learn by being with us through osmosis. 
if you want your kids to settle down and do their homework and pay attention, pay voluntary attention, you could be sitting in the same room with your child getting your work done showing them how to focus attention. So you are also not doing fun stuff while they're doing um, stuff that's not fun, like, like homework, for example. So this thing of paying voluntary attention requires effort on all of our parts because involuntary attention is that thing that does not require effort. And remember, your child's brain is constantly being tuned and pruned. The neurological pathways they use will be tuned and those they don't use will be pruned in a chemical reaction every single night when they go to bed. Hmm. Sure. Tips on how to help older children understand the path or the journey that you're embarking on. So as in this is why our lifestyle has to change or the way we are with devices in the house has to change because sometimes they may not understand. But ah. um, they, they, right. You need to bring them on board, right? Yep, absolutely. There's always a time to turn on a device and there's a time to switch off a device. If you have undivided attention, if you can focus it, you will have a sense of purpose. You'll be able to stick to your priorities to reach your goals and you'll be able to listen and relate to others versus being absent. And if you're absent, you are not in control of your attention. Therefore, you cannot make the wisest choices for yourself in any given situation. Mm, yeah. Nikki, of course, uh, parents uh, can get more information from NikkiBush.com. But a sense of the kind of perhaps reading or education that we need ourselves. Mm. There are two books. The first one is my own one, Tech Savvy Parenting. Really great book to read. There's also a chapter in there specifically written for children from about age 10 through to 18, which summarizes these important points. And then another great resource is a book by Lucy Jo Palladino called Parenting in the Age of Attention Snatchers. Fantastic read. Mm, lovely stuff. Okay, um, before I let you go, our toy review for this morning, Air Hogs Motion Sensory Graviter. You're bringing us right. some really fancy ones towards the festive season. <laughs> yes. So Air Hogs Gravitor by Spin Master is a circular drone that flies with the power of your hands. So there's no remote control required to unleash gravity-defying moments. So you actually use your body because there's a sensor in this drone. It, it, it flies, you know, if you put your hand underneath it, as you raise your hand, the drone will rise. As you lower your hand, the, will, the drone will come down. You can use your chest, you can use your legs, your feet. It responds to this wave technology. So it hovers above and below obstacles. It's a great indoor toy that does amazing stunts at your command. And there are about 12 or more tricks that you can learn to master, including the shoulder slide, the kick flip, and the alley-oop. And it's got a trick stick, which makes it easy to grab and launch. Mm -hmm. And it comes with these two trick sticks and a USB cable for charging. It's very durable, which will bounce and rebound off your furniture and your walls without doing any damage. You can play alone or go head-to-head -head with other friends to see who can pull off the best trick. And it's just really fun and quite physical, which is why I like it. So it's five ninety nine from ages eight years and up, and it's available at places like takelot.com, thekidzone.coza, 
Toy Kingdom, Toy Zone, Hamleys and Macro. And the skills your child will learn are things like spatial planning, memorizing the moves, and of course, speed and dexterity. So this is Air Hogs Gravitor 599 from Take-A-Lot, KidZone.co.za, Toy Zone, Toy Zone, Hamleys, and Macro. Fantastic stuff. Thank you so much, Nikki, for your insights this morning. And, of course, uh, you can find all of that on NikkiBush.com. Nikki Bush is, of course, our human potential and parenting expert.